Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I am joined by my partner and co-founder of Proudmouth, Kirk Lowe. Again, listen, if you're a growth-minded advisor and you want to become more influential, you need to spend less time chasing prospects and more time doing what you do best, which is advising. And the best way to do that is to accelerate your influence. You have to have the opportunity to scale your communication to make it so that people can like, know, and trust you when it's convenient for them. And when you do that, it is a freaking game changer. But there are three aspects that you have to keep in mind when we talk about accelerating influence. One, it actually takes effort and work. Number two, it's never going to happen on your timeline. And number three, you have to make sure that you have the right mindset and the right outcome. So Kirk, welcome to the show. Going to be a doozy today. Ooh, doozy. Where is that in the dictionary? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's totally in the dictionary. I love that. Is word. that my East Coast Canadian thing or is that, we, we say is that universal? Uh, I think it's, I definitely don't hear that much in the South, but I definitely hear it here in the Great doozy. North. So. Okay. I'll try to refrain from weird Canadian jargon. No, dude, you need to lean into the Canadian lean into jargon. It. <laughs> All right, so where do we begin today? Dude, I got to ask you a question right out of the gate here because you get to talk to and meet with so many influencers. You're on their podcasts. They're, sometimes they're on your podcast. So honestly, you've interviewed thousands of experts and how many would you say have achieved authority level influence versus celebrity level influence or maybe even are still living an expert? and level status. I think what we need to, let's do some operational definitions here so that everybody understands. So, so we, we've got four stages of influence here at Proudmouth. We got apprentice, expert, authority, and celebrity. So an apprentice is that nobody's really paying attention to who you are. You're, you have begun the journey, but people aren't picking up the phone and saying, oh, it's Kirk Lowe, right? Expert is people are actually paying attention to you. This is where most of you are. Most successful financial professionals, they are really in what we refer to as the expert phase. People know who you are, but it's not scalable. You're still having to do an enormous amount of shaking hands and kissing babies. It just doesn't really have the scalability. And then we talk about achieving escape velocity, and part of that is moving into authority. And this is when people are actually really paying attention to you, your Starting to get more and more attention, referrals are actually coming in without really you needing to ask. But then the ultimate level that we all want to get to, many people want to get to, is what we refer to as celebrity. Now, this isn't the next viral TikTok dancer. I'm not talking about being a Hollywood star or a television star. What I'm talking about here is people are fans. You've heard me say this over and over again on the podcast. We want you to move from skeptics to fans. When you are a celebrity, and the way that we couch the word celebrity, People come in pre-sold, but most importantly, they're telling other people about you. So your initial question, Kirk, how many people do I talk to or who I've interviewed that are in the celebrity phase I, at less than 5%? Less, because yeah, and you're, you're already talking to yeah. people who are 
influential. Like they're on a they're on a path to influence, right? They're squarely in authority. So the majority of people that we talk to, especially in the world of marketing and financial services, they are an authority. So let's talk about who is a celebrity in financial services. So I would say people like Michael Kitsis are a celebrity. I would say like Dave Ramsey's, the Susie Ormans of the world, the Rick Edelman's of the world, the Ken Fisher's of the world, Ron Carson's of the world, because their marketing is, has been so consistent over time that people come in and they're like, I use Ken Fisher. Of course I use Ken Fisher. He's everywhere all the time. And it, he made Ken Fisher specifically made it very easy for people to do business with. Him. Yeah. It, it, so I, I want to leave you with this and, and I've got a question for you. Acquiring and building influence, so accelerating your influence, isn't a secret. It's a system. It's a system. Advisors love systems. Great businesses are built on systems. Guess what else is built on systems? Influence. If you really, truly want to accelerate your influence and become as notable as you want to be with as much notoriety as you want, you have to have a system. And I know it probably doesn't surprise any of you. But we built the system. Our team here at Proudmouth has an unbelievable system that we have built over the last seven years, and we're really excited about it. But here's the deal, Kirk. Now advisors are listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, but shit, I'm not a marketer, right? I got into financial services because I wanted to help people with their finances. Maybe they just wanted to make a lot of money. But great advisors know that it's necessary if they really want to achieve the levels of success that they want, that they really have to understand and embrace marketing. But advisors are super busy and they want to outsource it. And the buzz is out there. Oh, we do everything for you. You have some strong feelings about this. You and I have had wonderfully passionate conversations about it. So let's talk about the outsourcing of influence, please. Oh boy. <clears throat> I mentioned this the other day to one of our, to Rob, who, helps us with our brand on a weekly basis, I guess that's fair to say. And just coming up with new ideas. I wish we could run as fast as we have ideas to, but we're working on that. But done for you, done with you, done for the problem with done for you is there's this idea or ideal that an advisor doesn't need to be involved in their marketing. And I would suggest that as soon as somebody suggests that you don't need to be involved in it, it's not worth near as much to you in the mid and long term. Short term may be fine because their system may be able to prop you up quicker than the, the, the lack of one that you have. But I'd say, and then done with you is a lot more powerful. And that's, I think, one of the biggest differentiators of Proudmouth for pretty much, for most marketing companies out there, if that's fair to say. Probably 95%, maybe even more that, that we've come across. There are some who do it with you and mo most of them are trying to do it for you, if that makes sense. The real difference is that the advisors should be part of the process because it's your expertise and your influence you're trying to build. And it's very easy to tell if you're not involved in that. And if you're just talking about somebody else's expertise or if you're not there to deliver it so they can experience you, those are all big issues. I think that a big part of done for you is that you're 
you want marketing to revolve around your world, which is a good thing. Done with you is a better place to be than just having to figure it all on your own. But you do have to try to work with your world and the world of marketing. So you have to try to find some common effort. What are you going to do? What what can you do that's going to move your marketing and move it forward quick? I heard this really, I don't know, frustrating is the right word thing that happened with one of our clients the other day. Somebody said that they were eating lunch while they were doing their podcast. God. Oh my um, God. And honestly, we have, We've gotten to we're getting to this place here where at Proudmouth where we want people to be we do spend a lot of time on expectations. So that's why that's so frustrating. It's everybody knows that works with us that you need to show up and be on your A game. And then we're gonna turn that into gold. That's what you should be thinking about for anybody you work with. Is when you're involved, you give you put your best foot forward. And the thing about this is if you're going to spend money, any money, and you're not fully engaged, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to get what you could and need to get out of it. And therefore, you're just choosing to fail. We know that influence is a journey. Like you said, it's a system. And influential advisors use it knowingly or not, this kind of system. And we know that the system is everything because we know that advisors with a plan are always more successful. I don't have to give you the specific stats. Everybody knows this. You've all read all the marketing benchmark studies that happen in this industry. Advisors with a system are always more successful. So the plan first and then the system to push that plan forward. Advisors who are efficient get to spend more time with clients. So if you're if you have a system that frees you up once you get it built, that's the power of owning your own system. We're working with somebody else's system, but you still being involved. And advisors who've figured out marketing own the growth in this industry and they're just getting started. So anybody who owns their own system, so their own expertise flowing into their own system over time and who keep building and building on the system as they have wins, those people own their audiences in this industry and those people are growing their audiences and not everybody can grow their audiences at the same time right so just think about who's growing their audiences and who's growing their own system and think about when you need to start thinking about that or when you need to take your system to another level the competition is coming if you don't think so you're not paying attention go to any conference influence expertise Digital marketing, they're all at the forefront of every conference talking about marketing. Every conference. And yes, AI and all those things are happening to make systems come together more quickly, more efficiently, but it doesn't matter. It's the same strategy. You've got to follow, pay attention to what we're talking about, pay attention to what's being talked about at the conferences, and figure out who can help you or who can set you up for success. And don't delay on that. There's a little reference here to talk about the Lauren. The Lauren Hong. So you said something in in it while while you were saying it, or just really triggered something that Lauren Hong said. So we just released this episode a couple of weeks before we just were recording this one. And you said something, Kirk, that I really want to highlight here, which is when an advisor is not involved in their marketing, 
the advisor's personality isn't infused in the marketing. Lauren talked about that, how it's so important for you to have that personality built into your brand. And you as a branding expert have talked about that forever, right? We want to make sure that the brand really does reflect the advisor. I just, I wanted to bring that up just because it's, it was very top of mind and you just totally triggered that in my yeah. brain. I want to give you this really, I got asked this really great question, or we did yesterday by our team who's working on content all the time with us. You notice I didn't say for us. So I'm talking to the listeners. They can't answer me, but thank you for jumping in for them. (laughs) Anyway, they asked me, how did, uh, it was Allison actually. She asked how, so it wasn't our content creators. It was just somebody in the company asked, how did uh, we come up with the name Pod Rocket for Academy? And so I was explaining, I'll explain to our listeners here that when we were working on the Proudmouth brand, momentum was a big part of that. How do you create momentum? What are we really doing for people? Then we got to the Academy and talking about naming that, which was after, a year after that Proudmouth was born or conceived. And Rob shared this story about for him was an analogy like influences a rocket ship trying to leave there's atmosphere until you hit escape velocity you cannot push through a rocket cannot push through your seven atmospheres seven is a was a really convenient and serendipitous number of atmospheres for us because we have seven rocket boosters which help you push through those atmospheres you're pushing through anyway but escape velocity is really interesting if you ever seen a rocket ship trying to take off the thruster like it's it's it doesn't even start moving until it has enough power generated so you have to overcome the inertia and then you have to push through those atmospheres so it's the same thing with influence you have to get enough influence moving in the right direction to start moving through the stages from being an expert. Most advisors that we talk to are experts who want to become authorities. They think they can become an authority in three to six months. I think that's why they, so many people expect to get results like in the first quarter or first couple of quarters. Just think about how long it actually takes to build influence. Absolutely, there can and should be wins along the way, but it's mind-boggling. Still, with all the thought leadership that we're sharing, I think really good mindsets that we're trying to help build in this industry, still think that things can happen in a short amount of time, or that's the sole expectation. Now, our clients, for the most part, don't think like that, and that's why they're leaders and they're innovators and they're trying new stuff. And the ones who can figure out how to do more and more stuff, they just win more and more. And it's it's so obvious that you influence doesn't choose you, but you choose it. You ever heard us say that before you choose to pursue this. You choose to do marketing the right way. You choose to put the time and effort in for years to, to win and own a system, right. And to build an audience that adores you and ends up marketing for you. You choose all those things. 
It's Matt jumping in for just a second. Are you an advisor who wants to go from chasing leads to being the leading choice? Then Influence is your answer. Influence is how you create an audience of raving fans who are ready to buy and ready to tell other people about you without you having to ask. If you want to know how much influence you have right now and how to get more of it, take our free five-minute test to get your influence scorecard. Just go to proudmouth.com to start. Think about where we're at as a company. It was like six and a half years ago, seven years ago, whatever it is, that we chose to change directions and where we go places, like a lot of people know about us, big companies want to hang out with us. Advisors adore listening to you, Matt, and your wonderful interviews, things like that. That's just us putting ourselves out there like we are right now. But it's been a system and it's by design. Like none of this happened just because we were like, oh, we're going to do this. No, we have made mistakes and we have learned from those mistakes and we keep trying new things. But you just teased something that I need you to elaborate on because I want to use this podcast in the sales process really for this question, which is time, right? So we talked about that you need to, there's a couple of things that you need to focus on, right? You need to focus on how much effort you're going to put in, time, and then what the desired outcome is. But let's talk about time a little bit. And you just brought up a couple of, I, I brought up a couple of different names and we also talked about escape velocity. So how long should an advisor really say, I need to put X amount of time into this to achieve the either celebrity or authority outcome that I'm looking for? The question of all questions is when can I expect results is what you're really asking. Yep. And I don't really know that influence equals results like the most like their results come in all shapes and sizes forms if you will as an example it's not always just advisors lined up at our door to do business with us sometimes it's people outside that vertical which is fun sometimes it's companies who work with advisors sometimes it's companies who just want to hang out with us sometimes it's experts like peer experts who want to hang out with us fascinating sidebar here vet experts who also peers who work with advisors when they come on our show typically have uh, significant influxes of opportunities after hanging out with us i don't know what that says but it's pretty consistent and it's pretty powerful and i think it's one of the things that crowdmouth tries to do is we try to bring you guys value it's not always us winning. It's other people that hang out with us that win win a lot too. So we don't we try to find the best people and, and a good diversity of ideas to to help you guys move forward our audience. I hope you guys understand that how much we care about doing that, how important it is for us to serve you and help you. And I, I guess that's why our listenership just keeps growing. So thank you for that. But we know that a big part of that is just us trying to do the right thing for you. Anyway, how long does it take? I am not getting around this question. The reality is it takes, I'd say, a minimum of two to three years just to get some momentum going, like real momentum going. Can there be wins along the way? Absolutely. What form do those wins take? How do they reveal themselves? Really differs. 
some of the biggest wins, and we've talked about this many times on this show, is our return on influence, our ROI. Some of us just being much better professional. Those are some of the wins that I find it fascinating that more advisors don't think about just doing a podcast to become better at their craft. And I know there's an expense to doing a podcast if you want to push it out there and do it well. But I don't really know there's hard to put a value on just being a better pro, being better at communicating, coming up with better ways to communicate. It all happens here. Our preparation for this episode, and I'm not following the script <laughs> or outline as much as I should be, is really important. But that some of the gold comes when you veer off the the beat the, the pathway a little bit. Three, three, two to three would be the absolute minimum. Uh, but I really think it, it can be like as much as eight to 10 years. And that might scare a lot of people. But I'm going to tell you this, anything that you've done in your life and put a lot of effort in, and when you get to 10 years and you look back, you know how much work it is, what's worth it. If you do it the right way, if you follow the system, if you buy in, commit to it. If you're 10 years into something and you're not that impressed, <laughs> Take a look and think what you could have done better and start doing that now. If you're if you've been in the business for 10 years or 15 years or 20 years or whatever, and you're still trying to figure out marketing, and you think to yourself, what if I had started this 10 years ago? If it doesn't hurt, it it should, it ought to. So don't have that pain in the next 10 years and stop being scared of the of something that is 10 years. 10 years is a long time. It's a long time to have not done the right thing, too. I think it's a lot longer if you're not doing the right things. So you got to figure that out. But it it can take longer. Some of the people that Matt mentioned have been building their influence for 20, 10 to twenty years before they really hit it. And I would say we're border, we're at celebrity, or you are uh, as the face of our company, but face you know, and voice of the company, whatever. I love your face. I like your voice too they're both we still we want to reach higher and higher right yeah you got to put the, you got to put the effort in right you don't you got to choose influence you got to choose that pathway and hit it be aware of op, all the wins along the way not just the revenue wins and they'll be there if you do the right things but there's there are some things that we're learning, Matt, as we go along here. That the wins aren't always the people who get the the most outcomes. They have things in their world that they commit to, and it makes a difference. And I think one of the most important things is showing up prepared for a podcast. It's the reality, right? And I think that's really why I asked you the question: is I want people to have a realistic expectation of how long. This if you, I remember the Indigo Marketing had done a top forty-one top influencers and. You were on that list, right? Yeah. And some of the other people on that list, if you asked any of them how long they've been doing it, none of them are going to say less than five years. It's not even close. None of them. And most of them are going to say we're we're still on that journey to hit celebrity, and some of them are, are already there. And anyway, does it sound daunting? I guess it does. But, but we're it talking about celebrity though, started. Kurt, and that's the vital thing here. There are some people who don't want to have that level of notoriety. They want to achieve authority where people are paying attention to them. People like, know, and trust them. They're getting good referrals. They're growing their practice and they're actually stopped being the best kept secret in the area. There is a big difference. So you've been doing this, you've been doing this for a while, but how does it, 
how do the winds, how, how does it feel to you? Does it feel, <laughs> what was it easy along the way? Did you get, is it like, how does it feel having gone from the first time you and I said, let's start a podcast before this even became a business, before we became partners to today? What's the journey been like for you? Here's the deal, dude. There was 10 years before you and I ever started hanging out. The first time, so I, I have it, I don't know where it is. Now I'm looking at my office. My first horse's mouth article was in 2007. So my influence journey began then. I was on the top 10 list and I was talking about communication skills and what you could learn from Led Zeppelin. So I haven't actually changed that much from my messaging. I still talk a lot about communications, but it's been 16 years right? 16 years before I would. And, and the funny thing is there are some places, Kirk, where I feel like a celebrity and it, it's actually really cool. And then there's other places that nobody has any idea who I am at all and have rarely heard of Proudmouth, right? Which is interesting because I, I don't know if you, I sent this in our chat this morning. We're in the top 3% of all podcasts. Did you know, do you know that? Like we're in the top 3% of all that. That's all podcasts. That's not just in financial services. That's not in marketing. That is because we have put in the time and the work. Now, to put this into perspective, Michael Kitsis's podcast is in the 0.5%, right? But again, he has fans. Michael Kitsis is a celebrity in financial services. Samantha Russell is a celebrity in financial services. But it did take a, a long time. And from this first speech to the first Horse's Mouth article to I've written two books. I'm working on the third book now. Everything changed when we started putting out consistent content, not just consistent from a time standpoint, but a consistent brand, a consistent message, a consistent feeling, and really trying to reinforce the same sort of ideas. There are absolutely times where people come in and they feel like they know me. And Mark tells the story in almost every sales call about the first conference that he went to for the FPA. But here's the deal. I, unlike many people, want to be that celebrity. That is that I'm motivated that way, right? I've always wanted to be the face of the company. I'm the guy who wants to be on a stage in front of 10,000 people. I'm that guy, right? There are many people in financial services or people we know who don't, that they're entirely fine with actually getting to authority and just cruising there. And you can have a great business and authority, but it's still four years, four years from a stop to actually being able to start feeling like you're an authority. I agree. I was thinking it's interesting about celebrity status is it feels like that means mass acceptance. That's not really what defines celebrity status. It's, you want to read that again? It's on our sheet. How do we define celebrity status as people are telling or talking other people to pay attention to us? So I'll say that again. People are telling other people to pay attention to you. And so we're definitely there. Sometimes you get caught up in this idea we're not. Everybody doesn't know about us. That's what we think about celebrity, right? But there's celebrities. I went to a concert with my oldest Christian and my wife on Monday night in Toronto at a small venue called the Danforth Music Hall. And the band is from the UK. They're called Nothing But Thieves. And they are celebrities with their audience. Everybody went nuts all night long listening to them. It was incredible, by the way. And one of the most spectacular rock voices 
you'll ever hear. Guys, yeah, great music, but the guy's voice is just incredible. He's a gift from God kind of singer. Anyway, they are not world. They're world. They're they're known worldwide, but they're not celebrity stars. They're not Coldplay yet. But in my opinion, they're as good. Now, my my son thinks that they're a better version of Coldplay, and he likes Coldplay, and I love Coldplay too, but that's just the way it is. But they're on that. I, I presume they're on that pathway if they so choose. But that's the thing about celebrity is they played a small venue, 2,500 people or so, which was a real treat. As you've ever been to see a great band with singers and musicians in a smaller venue, it's incredible, right? I think we got to think like that. Like you can be a celebrity and have successes with your audience. It doesn't have to be the biggest audience. This could be the audience that, that appreciates you and will show up and talk about you on their podcast. Cause they were in Detroit yesterday, I think. At oh, the Fillmore. That's such an amazing venue, dude. The Fillmore is one of the best. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sorry. You brought up Coldplay. Yeah. Same with Danforth here in, in Toronto. It's incredible. I, I want to just touch on Coldplay because Coldplay has this amazing documentary and they follow them really from day one, like from one of their first performances, right? And, and, and Chris Martin is being interviewed throughout this whole thing and he wants to achieve that level of celebrity. That was like entirely part of his focus from day one. But if they, you interview, when they interview the other band members, they didn't want that, right? That's why they're usually, they don't really say much. Chris is the one who talks for all of Coldplay, right? I'm talking like I know the guy, but it was also, it's fascinating the journey that they went on and how long it took them to achieve that sort of authority and then into celebrity, which was just under 10 years, right? And so for those people who are listening right now, if you want to stop being the best kept secret in your area, if you want to make sure that you're actually rising above the noise to be your own loud, you're making a real difference in your community and your marketing starts feeling like it's working for you instead of you working so hard for your marketing, everything can change. And even if you just want to stop at the authority level and celebrity is not within your uh, purview, you have to have a system. And this is going to be probably the hardest I pitch this ever in our entire life on this podcast. We have that system. It is our managed influence system. It is two podcasts a month. We have all sorts of magnificent benefits, all sorts of social media. We do some video now. We write great social media posts for you as the advisor, but you have to be involved and sprinkle your greatness, your personality into everything that's done. And if you do it with us, Everything can change for your practice in 24 to 48 months. If you want to put in the time and the effort, we have the system that you can plug right into. Kirk, we're running up on time, dude. I'm just going to go ahead and close this puppy out because you and I could talk about this forever. And in fact, we need to talk about this more. I, I could talk about nothing but thieves and <laughs> going to concerts and how they and their pathway to, to success. There's something before you wrap up. And Matt, sometimes if you haven't noticed, tries to wrap up and then I think of something. Sometimes I say it, sometimes I don't get to because he's really pushy when I don't let him finish. But today I'm going to take my chances. All right, go for it. The, the part of influence, and when we talk about you never really know, the outcomes kind of hit you in different places. The most important outcome is that you grow your business and you learn from the experience, become a better communicator. You support the idea of clients hanging around because they know you. 
But I think the most important thing about all is being ready for success when that thing comes along. And if an opportunity came along like five years ago for Matt and I, and we weren't ready for it, our company wasn't ready for it, for example, then that just flies by and we never know. Or we might know if a large company wanted to do business with us and they're like, yeah, you guys aren't ready. They're not going to tell you. But now things seem to gain a lot more traction. That's the thing that I don't understand. What It's not as tangible, right? So, but being ready for success is like, it's everything. You we, There's books written about being ready for success and you don't always know when it's going to hit you. But I know that, and you'll never know when it doesn't hit you. That's the problem. We're such a an interesting and frustrating species with our brain. We think we're so smart, right? But we can all we rely so much on what we can see, feel, touch, hear, taste. We just live in that world. But think about the opportunity costs along the way of you not being ready for success because you weren't an authority at least an authority. It will blow your mind if you really think about how many things have passed you by. And I think it may be one of the biggest reasons to pursue influence is to be ready for success. And if you're not, man, what a bummer. What an absolute bummer if somebody thought about all the opportunities that you and I would have missed. We should, I should have started a lot sooner. (laughs) Although my first content marketing thing was in 2000. I wrote a paper that still has, we talked, we, I've mentioned this a couple of times, has some really fun stuff. It was really fun to go through that about a year ago when I said, hey, I should go back and, anyway, I'm going to let the master close this up, but don't leave us, don't leave us, don't leave us, because, you Well, know. so I, you just said something else, and, and I will use that to, to close up. You have to put in the time and the effort, and you have to make the investment in order for you to understand and accept influence. But Kirk said something else that I think is the hidden gem of this entire thing, which is when you actually embrace influences, the way that you want to do marketing here in the future, it isn't just going to help you grow your business, but it makes you better at your job. We have our clients tell us all the time, oh my God, Matt, I said something on one of the podcasts that now I use in every one of my client meetings. I learned from Patrice or Wendy or one of our voice talents how to listen a little bit more effectively and not try to think what they're going to say, wait until they finish saying it. There's all of these little things. When you show up and you're ready to go and you're not eating lunch during your podcast, when you're actually sitting there and you're present and you're practicing your craft like an actual professional does, everything can change. Listen, if you want to know more about who we are and what we do, please just email mark at proudmouth.com. You can also go on our website. We'll have a link in the show notes for you to fill out a a form to find out if we are right for you. Please make sure that you subscribe to this show. But most importantly, the year is coming to a close. You're creating your budget for this next year. You need to allocate 10% of gross, not net for marketing. If you truly want to accelerate your practice this next year, it is 10% of gross, not net. And we would love to be one of the benefactors of that 10% of gross, not net. And also, we have lots of different programs and systems that you can plug into at various price points to make it so that you can truly start accelerating your influence. So for Kirk and all of us here at Proud Mouth, this is Matt Hallern, and I'll see you on the other side of the mic 
very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be. Oh,